Passive income has never been on the top of everyone's mind more than it is right now in 2020. So let's talk about the top 10 methods you can start applying to start making passive income at any age. Welcome back. My name is Apple Kreider and my mission here is to help you create a life of abundance through everyday financial habits. Today we are talking about passive income streams. I want to start this off with three quick caveats about passive income. The first of which and the least popular of which is that there is work required up front, guys. Okay, so there is work required. You have to put in a little bit of legwork on all of these from the get-go before they will start paying you huge, in some case, dividends down the road. There is some legwork required, so that's number one. Number two, these are gonna be made a lot easier if you have a high value skill, not required, but does make things a bit easier. And number three is that upfront cash is not required, okay? So uh, when I was just getting started, I didn't have any upfront cash to invest in these things. So I don't want you guys to think, oh, you have to have cash to invest in these. The legwork is required, it's not optional. But if you do put it in, you are going to be able to reap the results down the line. So with that being said, let's dive right on into the meat of the video. So the first passive income stream and Mark Cuban's favorite, believe it or not, is starting and creating an Alexa skill. So Mark Cuban told CNBC that if he had to start a side hustle today, building Alexa skills would be it. So if Mark Cuban's talking about it, I think there might be something to this thing. Now, when it comes to creating Alexa skill, what does that even mean? Well, basically, when you say, Alexa, tell me a joke or Alexa, what's the weather? Like that is a skill being used for Alexa to tell you the thing that you're asking about. Okay. So basically Alexa taking in your verbal communication and then spitting something out that is something resembling what you were looking for that is relying on a skill. Okay. So if you can build these things, uh, that is really, really valuable. So they can be games. There are actually a lot of people don't know this, but there are a lot of actual games on Alexa. I've got little siblings. They're always playing games with Alexa. So that's an option. There are utilities, things relating to fitness, things relating to diet, all these things. There's so many different kind of routes you could go down with Alexa, uh, with voice in general. There's so many kind of niches that have really gone unexplored so far. So if you can dive in there and create something valuable for people, you can start making passive income from that. Now, how do you actually get paid from an Alexa skill? Okay, like <laughs> you, you make this thing, but, but how do you actually get paid from it? So there are really two main methods for monetizing an Alexa skill, one of which is having in-skill purchases. So kind of like in-app purchases on your phone, you can have a skill that has maybe some premium features or kind of special things that you have to pay money for. So that's one thing that's kind of less popular. The more popular way that I've seen is Amazon will actually pay you if your skill is popular enough. So Amazon looks at a number of engagement metrics to determine like which skills are the most popular and they actually pay the developers of these skills based on how much engagement they get, which is awesome because it encourages developers to keep making stuff on the platform and it creates a completely passive income stream for them because they've built this thing once and now it just sits out there on the store, people download, people start using it, and the more they do, the more they get paid. So in terms of how much, it's kind of hard to estimate. Amazon doesn't really have a calculator for this, but popular games will be making like five-ish thousand dollars per month. Again, that's totally passive. Some college students are actually making $10,000 plus with Alexa, which is amazing. So there, there's a lot of potential here and you don't have to be a pro programmer for this either. Okay, that's a big misconception. A lot of people think, oh, you have to be some like computer science student to actually do this. That's that's so far from the truth. Amazon's got their own language for Alexa for, for programming and there's actually a free nine hour long course on how to create Alexa skills on Code Academy. So if you wanna check that out, 
I would totally recommend it. It's completely free and you can just go on there and get a free like nine hour deep dive crash course into building Alexa skills. Or if you're looking for something a little more simplistic, I actually made a video on building Alexa skills a while back because I built a very, very simple one for myself. You can find that up here. Uh, that is that is an option as well if you're looking for something a little bit more basic. But that's number one is building an Alexa skill. Now, number two, this one actually requires that you have a car, okay? And that's because it's renting out your vehicle. Uh, there's a site called Turo that's basically like the Airbnb for cars. And through this site, you can actually rent out your vehicle for anywhere from 20 to $500 per day, depending on how nice your car is. Most people don't realize this, but your car is actually parked for about 95% of time, okay? Like if you look at the time that you're using your car versus the time that you're not, it's like 5% in use and 95% not in use. So if you can find a way to monetize even a fraction of that 95% of the time, it can potentially be a very effective way for you to start creating some passive income from an asset that you already have, but you're just not making use of. So based on your location, the supply of cars uh, may be higher or lower. Personally, in my location, you can see there are a fair number of vehicles available, ranging anywhere from like $20 per day all the way up to like $500 per day for a very nice car and anywhere in the middle. One thing I did notice on here is that there are a lot of Teslas. So if you have a Tesla, um, there might be high demand on Turo for people to rent your car for the day. What I found was on average, according to Turo's site, the average person who has their car listed makes about $706 per month, which is not at all bad. I mean, that's probably higher than your car payment. I would hope it's higher than your car payment. So you could potentially be getting your car paid for and still using it when you need it by just listing it on Turo and making some nice passive income. One other thing I will mention is that insurance is provided. So uh, you get a lot of liability coverage and you get collision coverage as well. So if somebody does borrow your car, gets into some trouble, uh, that is covered by Turo. So you don't have to worry too much about that. Moving on to number three, passive income idea number three for 2020 is cash cow YouTube channels. So this is one that's been around for a little while now, but still very healthy and very good idea for people who are looking to get started with passive income this year. Now with the cash cow YouTube channel, there are a couple different options for this. The, the two most popular ones are one, starting a compilation channel. So making compilations of the fastest cars or compilations from different historical things You're like making different compilations. There's one called Alux that is like a really, really big channel that does a lot of compilations. So something like that, where you're making basically compilation videos on different topics, typically staying in a niche to get the best results. Option number two is to start a channel where you basically hire out all of the people, the content creators, the script writers, the editors, you hire all those people out, they create the content for you, you pay them on a monthly basis and you collect all of the extra money that you receive over what you pay them. I personally lean towards the second option more than the first, just because of the first one, it's a lot easier for YouTube to crack down on that as they have been doing. Compilation channels are not what they used to be, but hiring people to create content for you is still very much healthy. If you wanna see an interview I did with someone who is really taking this to the extremes, you can check out the video up here in the corner. It's a very healthy way to make some serious passive income online. Again, there's that legwork required up front of actually getting the channel together, finding the people, but once you do that, once the thing is cash flowing, you are really just golden. The fourth idea for passive income in 2020 is to build a niche website. So a niche website is basically a site where people will find when they search a question on Google related to a particular niche. For example, my buddy Ryan has a site called Investing Simple where they review all of the biggest investing apps and brokerages. So whenever people search like, is Robinhood legit? They're going to find uh, Ryan's site. They go to his site, 
They read some articles about different investing apps. And then throughout the site, Ryan has affiliate links built in where they can click on that link. And if they make a purchase or if they sign up for an app, Ryan will get a commission for that sign up. So basically what you're doing is you're making a site um, all around a certain niche so that you show up in those Google results. People come to your site, they buy through your affiliate links and you're off to the races. You can also monetize through a number of ways besides affiliate links, but that's the easiest way if you're just getting started. Now, the biggest legwork here is actually writing the content. So getting started, you'll have to write all that content yourself unless you have upfront capital to invest in which case you can hire some writers. I would recommend hiring out of the Philippines for my best um, hiring website. You can just go to applecriter.com slash hiring. That'll take you there. I would recommend hiring some um, workers for this. You can get really high quality blog articles done from people in the Philippines for anywhere from 30 to $50 per article, which is honestly not that much. If you've got a site that's got some authority on Google, which is the biggest barrier you're going to have to get over at the beginning, you can start to really cash flow from that. Personally, I've got friends that have built and sold niche websites for over $10 million. So there's a lot of potential here if you put in the legwork. And for some really good info on building a niche website, I'd highly recommend checking out Miles Beckler's YouTube channel. He's got a ton of great info on affiliate sites and niche sites in general. Number five is starting a print on demand business. So I really like this passive income idea if you are a little bit more creative because it allows you to get that creativity out there and uh, monetize that. So basically there's a couple different routes you can take with the print on demand business. One of which is starting your own store, which is a little bit more difficult because if you start a store, you have to promote, you have to get people to your store. The other option is just to sell designs to different sites. So there are a lot of sites, Threadless being one of them that runs contests. So basically Threadless, they're always running these contests where you can submit your designs to them. And if enough people vote for your design, then they will actually produce this t-shirt and you will get one, a cash bonus for winning the contest, but two, you get royalties on every single shirt that they sell. So this is a really, really effective way to start making some income early on if you were just getting started in the world of passive income and if you were a little bit more creative. If you want a full kind of breakdown on someone who's doing this at a very high level, you can check out this interview I did up here with Reyes the Entrepreneur. This is one of the ways that he got started with a print-on-demand business. So would highly recommend checking that out if you want more info. Otherwise, if you are interested in going down like the starting your own store kind of route, Zazzle, Cafe Press, those are two of the biggest ones that allow you to do that where you can design your own merch, design your own kind of products, brand, whatever and then just drive people there through social media, make some sales and make some profits through a print on demand business. Number six idea for making passive income in 2020 is creating an online course. Now this is one that you hear about a lot and that is for good reason. I mean, I have been involved with a number of courses, either ones that I've produced myself or helped other people produce. And personally, I made tens of thousands of dollars from online courses, which I mean, it just goes to show like, there's a lot of income potential to be made with online courses, but there's also a lot of bad apples in there that are doing some, some kind of shady stuff. So you have to be careful with online courses. Again, they're popular for a reason. You can make a lot of money doing these things, but you do have to make sure that, that you are doing things above the board, okay? If you're making an online course, do it the right way. Don't try to jit people. That's just gonna hurt you in the long run. So make sure you do it the right way. Now, to make an online course, you don't have to be the end-all be-all expert in your niche, okay? That's a big misconception I see a lot of people having. They think, I can't make a course until I am the Albert Einstein of, of whatever I'm talking about. That's not the case at all, okay? You just need to be a couple steps ahead of people. You just need to be able to help people with the knowledge that you have, okay? If you have enough knowledge to help someone, you're good enough to make a course, okay? The, the analogy that I use is like, if a new restaurant opens up in your town, obviously new restaurants haven't opened up in a while, but if one did, remember back in those, those good old days, 
and you went to this restaurant, your friend is going to ask you, hey, what'd you think of that new restaurant? They don't expect you to be an expert on that restaurant, okay? They don't expect you to have the menu memorized. They don't expect you to, to be good friends with the head chef and to know all the ins and out of the restaurant. They just wanna know because you have more experience at that restaurant than they do. They just wanna know what your experience was like, okay? They don't wanna know the whole life story of the restaurant. So be aware that you don't have to be the end-all be-all expert to create a course, but you do have to know a little bit more than the average bear. You have to know enough to help someone. And if you do, could be a good way for you to go. If you do that, um, a site like Teachable is gonna be a good way for you to get all that set up very, very easily, where you just record the videos, you put them up on there, and then you just tell people about it, whether it's on social media, run some ads, and um, that is the basic premise to starting an online course. Number seven is starting a podcast, okay? Now, I might be a little bit biased here as I have a podcast myself that I've been doing for about three years, having a lot of success with that, having a lot of fun with that, but starting a podcast can be a great passive income stream for you. As podcasts are just blowing up, I mean, uh, with over 50% of Americans listening to podcasts on a regular basis, like this niche is exploding or this medium rather is exploding. And so if you can capitalize on that, get yourself some market share, carve out a niche for yourself, you can really see some serious success. And one of the main reasons for that is because building a platform for yourself like a podcast allows you to leverage that into so many different areas down the road, okay? Once you have a group of people established who know you, who like you, who trust you, you can leverage that into affiliate marketing we talked about earlier. You can sell a course, you can uh, make a YouTube channel, you can start a blog, like you can do so many different things once you have the audience built and podcasting is one of the best ways to build that audience because you have a, such a strong connection with your listeners because you're literally in their eardrums every single day, every single week, however often you choose to publish episodes. Now, to get started, it's super easy. All you need is a microphone or just a pair of headphones. Honestly, I got started with a pair of, of Apple earbuds. And so you get the earbuds, you start talking into them, you maybe line up an interview with someone, you do it over Zoom. It's very, very simple to get started. It's very, very easy to get listed on all of the major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. It takes a couple hours to just get everything set up, do your first episode, and you're off to the races. And the relationship capital that you can build from podcasting is so, so huge. I mean, talking to people who charge tens of thousands of dollars for consulting, you get a one-hour session with them for absolutely free. It's been really, really cool to talk to over 300 people on my podcast and just build so many cool relationships. Can't recommend this avenue enough for creating passive income. All right, passive income idea number eight. This one is a little bit more off the beaten trail, but that is vending machines, okay? This is not a fully online passive income stream like a lot of these other ones have been. You do need to get out there, hit the streets, and actually do some work. Now, vending machines have been around for obviously a very long time, and people have been making money from vending machines for a very long time. Now, with a vending machine, the average vending machine actually only makes about $5 per week in profit, which is pretty abysmal, to be honest with you. But there are some vending machines that are making hundreds of dollars per week, thousands of dollars potentially per month. And so if you do it right, you can actually make some serious money from this thing. Now, what that really comes down to is location, 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 okay? If you have your vending machine in the middle of nowhere where nobody ever goes, you're probably not making that much money from this thing. But if you have it in a very high traffic location, say um, laundromats are really popular, car washes are really popular, just places where people have to hang out for extended periods of time, like that is where you get the most bang for your buck because they're stuck in this place, they've been here for an hour, they're getting hungry, they're getting thirsty, and they see this, they see this vending machine over here, they wanna grab a Mountain Dew and like you're rolling. So the only thing that I'll say here is if you do uh, find a good location, you're likely gonna have to give the owner of the 
building or the business, a percentage of sales, which can be potentially okay. I mean, if you're making a couple hundred bucks a week from this thing, giving them a couple percentage points shouldn't be a, a huge deal. But um, this is something you're going to have to keep in mind if you do want to keep this at a business that you do not own. There's obviously also some upfront cost with this. So the average vending machine buy it new, it costs about $3,000, buy one used maybe for about $2,000. So it's going to take some serious money to buy one of these things. But if you look at the ROI here on your spending compared to something like the stock market, I mean, you're making easily like 25 to 50% ROI. If you get a vending machine for like three grand and you have hundred to $150 per week in sales or in profit rather. So uh, these things can pay themselves off pretty quickly, but you just have to know like with this passive income stream, there is a bit of an upfront investment for this. There's also a bit of a time investment for this because you have to go to some local businesses. You have to go to some places and say, Hey man, can I keep my vending machine in your lobby? Can I put my vending machine here and do a little bit of negotiation? You know, so you have to do a little bit of legwork on this one, but uh, it can potentially pay off pretty well. And the only real ongoing investment in time into this thing is just going around once a month, stocking it up, and uh, that's about it. All right, before we hop into the last two, let me know down in the comments below, which of these ideas are you enjoying the most so far? Which of them are you really thinking about implementing? I'm very curious to hear what you think. So let me know down in the comments below. And now let's get into the ninth passive income stream for 2020. And that is selling stock footage online. Now, a lot of people will talk about selling stock photos online, but selling stock footage online is typically a much more profitable venture than selling stock photos. Just to give you some context here, stock videos can sell for anywhere from 20 to $40 a pop, and you can keep selling these things over and over and over again, so that that 20 to $40 can keep coming in um, if you get this listed on all of the major video sites. Now, this is completely passive income because you film the thing once, you post it once, and then people just continue to buy it over and over and over again without any additional work from you. You can also do this completely on your own time. You don't have to commit any time at all to this. You can just grab some videos here and there and you really don't need any additional equipment. I mean, you've got a very high powered camera in your pocket at all times. So you're, you're really good to go with that. I mean, the only thing you might want to invest in at some point is a gimbal just for some stabilization. But the number one recommendation for you that I have though is to pick a niche, okay? Because when you pick a niche, you can start to build a brand for yourself and you can start to get people buying multiple things from you, okay? If you're just posting random videos of random things all the time, you're not gonna get repeat purchasers, but if you have a niche that you've carved out for yourself, that's where you can start to see some real ROI on this passive income stream. Now to get started, all you have to do is record a video and then send it to Pond5 and Blackbox, or really the only ones you have to post on. Pond5 is a pretty significant stock footage site and Blackbox actually distributes you to a bunch of the other big sites. So as long as you post on those two, you're really good to go. All right, now the final passive income stream for 2020, this would not be an Apple Crider video if I did not talk about credit cards. So it is rewards credit cards. Now, just to give you guys some context through my normal spending on credit cards over the last two to three years, I have amassed over like $10,000 in free travel. It's absolutely bananas how much you can make from credit cards. And this is totally passive, okay? Like, sure, I spend a couple hours a month maybe applying for credit cards, or like looking into new credit cards. But I mean, that's totally just for fun for me. And so the actual spending of the money, like I was going to spend this money anyways. So do I spend cash for it or do I put it on a card and make some points? Like it's a no brainer for me. So if you have a business, especially that's where some huge ROI comes in. Cause like I'm doing business spending on credit cards and that's where a lot of my points are coming from. So if you are doing personal and business spending, put those on some credit cards, you can start to make some serious points. Now, one thing that I want to say here, you can get yourself seriously messed up from credit cards. Okay. Like I, I know people who have like ruined their entire financial lives off of credit cards. So 
this is not for everyone. And that's kind of why I hit it at the end of the video. Cause like, if you made it this far, maybe you're a little more financially responsible. Okay. So like that's, that's kind of the thought process here, but it's truly not for everyone. You got to do your homework on this stuff. And if you're going into credit card debt, you're doing it the wrong way. If you guys want a little insight into the methods to my madness with credit cards, I'll pop a video right up here that you can check out and it'll kind of walk you through my whole methods and everything. Um, Cause it's, it's, I mean, there's a lot of crazy stuff that goes on in my head, but credit cards is, is definitely one of them. So if you want a little insight into that, um, check out that video and let me know which of these methods you are thinking about trying out. Let me know in the comments below, which of these was most interesting to you, which of them were, were new to you and uh, which of them are you actually considering doing? Now, the next thing you should do is click that subscribe button down below and then check out this video over here where I sit down with a young entrepreneur making tens of thousands of dollars per month online to get a real deep dive into one particular passive income stream that works great in 2020. Lastly, don't forget to smash the like button and I'll see you in the next one.